Hey, everybody, an entire episode with Monica Crowley. She's great. We talk about is Biden going to be the nominee? She doesn't think so. We also talk about other alternatives, what Donald Trump can do to assail the deep state and more. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com and subscribe to our podcast. Open up your podcast app and type in Charlie Kirk Show. Get involved with Turning Point USA today at tpusa.com. That is tpusa.com. And become a member today at members.charliekirk.com. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Is he running? Is he not running? It's interesting. Politico.com has a big article. Biden is not dropping out. Get used to it. Well, joining us for the full hour is Monica Crowley, who has a great podcast out, host of the Monica Crowley podcast. Monica, it's been a long time. Uh, welcome to the program. So, Monica, it looks as if there very well might be some deep state maneuvering to remove Biden, yet they're insisting he's going to remain. What is your reaction? Well, first of all, Charlie, hi, and it's so great to be back with you. It has been a long time and I've missed you. And I do hope you'll be a guest on my podcast soon because I would love to have you. Um, so when we talk about the deep state and we deconstruct what is actually happening here, I think we need to take first a step back and remember what happened to us in 2020. So in 2020, the globalist deep state, so that's the deep state here at home, the military industrial complex, uh, the uni party, the administrative state, worked hand in glove with the globalists in the Chinese Communist Party, the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, and other organizations to try to remove Donald Trump. And they pulled the ultimate trigger in 2020, which is there was a virus that alighted on the scene. They shut down the global economy and then fast forward a couple of months to the United States and they had Antifa and Black Lives Matter burned down the country. They rigged the election in various ways. And then, of course, the cherry on top was January 6th, which was a frame up of President Trump. When you think about what the deep state did just four years ago, all to stop one man and his movement, the America First movement, and to try to get their globalist agenda back on track, their Great Reset, when you understand what they are capable of doing and what they have done in the past, Charlie, then you take a step back and say, what are they prepared to do this time to stop the same man and the same movement? Because they cannot believe he is still standing. So they want to go into this with the strongest possible position. And that is clearly not Joe Biden and is clearly not Kamala Harris. 
They have a very difficult, uh, vexing problem in front of them because it'd be one thing to get rid of an ancient fossil who is corrupt and demented as Joe Biden. But now they have to get rid of two people, the president and the vice president. So what I'm thinking here, and again, I'm not privy to what the deep state has planned, but I know that they're not simply going to restrict themselves to the lawfare being waged against President Trump. They have to pull another card. Again, you think about 2020 and they pulled full five full major cards to stop Trump. So the lawfare is a critical part of what they have planned, but they clearly have additional things going. Right at the top, Charlie, I'll tell you, I, I do not think Joe Biden is going to make it. And I think the evidence is all around us. The evidence is clear that the left's power brokers, namely Barack and Michelle Obama and the Obama machine, which are running the country right now, um, this has been Obama 3.0, they've made a decision that they cannot do what they did in 2020 with Biden, which is hide him in the basement and not reveal him. So I think, and again, I don't know, I'm speculating here, but it seems to me that they have made an executive decision to get rid of Joe Biden. They're going to have to deal with Kamala Harris as well. But when you look at the evidence, Charlie, it seems clear. Number one, the Hunter Biden prosecutions. I do not think they would have moved forward with these prosecutions of Hunter Biden Knowing as corrupt as the DOJ and the judicial system are right now, they would not have moved ahead without that. And now you get this special counsel's report on the classified document situation from Mr. Herr, basically saying that Joe Biden is too senile to prosecute, even though he looks guilty on the classified documents matter. You would not know these things, Charlie. They would not be made aware to the general public unless the deep state wanted you to know this stuff. So it seems to me, and again, I could be wrong, but it seems to me that the deep state is now moving. They want to try to get Biden voluntarily to step out of the picture. But as you indicated, he is a tough, stubborn SOB, and he is not going to go on his own. So they're going to have to ratchet up the pressure on both Biden and Harris, but also Dr. Jill, who's holding on to the White House drapes uh, by her bare knuckles because she doesn't want to leave either. They're clinging to power. And so the deep state, I think, is going to have to ratchet up their efforts to achieve their goal of removing him and replacing him with someone more viable. So how, what would that look like in your in your speculation? How How would that occur? Is it after the convention? What what would the details of this potentially be? So, you know, CPAC is coming up. And I want to say that about two years ago, yeah, I guess it was March of 2021. I was on the main stage at CPAC with our good friend, Jack Posovic and Ronnie Jackson. And we were having this conversation. So again, March of 21. And we were all asked who's going to be the Republican nominee. And we all said Donald Trump clearly and then we were asked about the Democrat nominee. And Charlie, as far as I am aware, um, there's only one person who has raised the Michelle Obama possibility before me. And that's our friend Joel Gilbert, who's done a great documentary called Michelle Obama 2024. He showed me that documentary before I went to CPAC that, that year. And so from the main stage, I said, keep your eye on Michelle. 
And you could hear a gasp across the thousands of people gathered at CPAC that year. year. And I said, don't shoot the messenger, but it does us no good to live in fantasy land or in, in some unreal view of what the race might be. We have to be prepared for the worst case scenario. So if in fact it is Michelle, here's how I think it could unfold. And frankly, if it's Gavin or anybody else, but to me, Michelle Obama is the only one who really squares the circle for the Democrats, because if they have to get rid of Joe and Kamala, they really don't want to piss off their most devoted voting base, which is black women. And the only person who squares that circle for them is Michelle Obama. So again, let's deal in reality. It would be very challenging to run against her, but we have to be prepared. The Democrats, Charlie, and you know this better than anybody because you talk about it all the time, they do not play by the rules. So our side is over here playing by the rules and they're over here disregarding everything to get what they want and hold on to power. They have a super delegate system on the Democrat side. So they could literally wait to the last minute at the convention, swap out Biden for, say, Michelle or somebody else, switch over all of those superdelegates, and now you have a tailor-made nominee. And if it's Michelle, all they have to do is throw a switch and billions of dollars come in and, and they don't have to lift a finger. But here's the critical point. If they run Michelle Obama, Charlie, they have the infrastructure ready to go and she doesn't have to get bloodied up and bruised in a primary. She can also play the reluctant candidate. Like, gosh, golly, I had such a great life. Brock and I live in large, but my party and my country need me. So I guess I will do this. She can play the whole I'm being drafted card. And then she only has to campaign essentially for two months. It keeps her pristine because she is a woman of color. She's immune to criticism. You know, this is the thing that keeps me up at night, Charlie. This is like my worst nightmare. We better be prepared for it. You know, I had President Trump on my podcast last summer, and I had asked him about this. I said, Mr. President, you assume you're going to be running against Joe Biden, and you may very well be. But are you prepared for all other contingencies, including Mrs. Obama? And he paused, Charlie, and then he said, yes, Monica, yes, we are. Now, I hope that is the case. (laughs) I hope that that is indeed the case because you have to be prepared for all comers because I put nothing past the Democrats. They've made too much progress on their great reset agenda over the eight years of Obama, four years of Joe Biden. They're not just going to give it up so easily, never mind to one Donald Trump. Okay, Kirk fans, I need you to stop and pay attention to this. If you deal with exhaustion, brain fog, mood swings, or food cravings, if you're constantly getting sick or simply lack the zeal you used to have in life, then I have some news for you. A while back, I found a liquid supplement called Strong Cell, and it changed my health in a very profound way. I take it every single day. Look, I knew I had to partner with them. I did the research. Google and look up online what happens when you mix NADH with CoQ10 and marine collagen. It's simple. Every area of your body has cells. So if your cells are healthier, then you will also be healthier. You don't have to take my word for it. Listen to one of these testimonials. After taking strong cell for six weeks, I found improvement in many areas, less shoulder pain, improved mental clarity, increased natural energy, and so much more. I'm thankful that Charlie Kirk recommended this to his listeners. 
Rebecca says, I absolutely love strong cell. At first, I didn't think it would make much of a difference for my chronic fatigue, depression, and anxiety, but I thought I'd give it a chance. I've tried to find depression meds for 10 years, and since you strong cell, I'm feeling better than I ever have on depression medication. Customer for life. Thank you, Charlie Kirk, for recommending this product. So there it is. You've heard from me directly and some of the users who have seen their lives changed by strong cell. I personally recommend taking it every day for at least 30 days. I take it every day before I go on the air, and it's helped me in more ways than I can even name. Each of our bodies is very different, so I would recommend you give the supplement at least two to three months to see the changes in your body. Go to strongcell.com and learn more for yourself. That's strongcell.com forward slash Charlie, and don't forget to use discount code Charlie at checkout to get your special 20% discount for Kirk listeners, or you can call 888-596-0155 to order over the phone. That is 888-596-0155 or visit strongcell.com forward slash Charlie. So Monica, let's kind of build this out. Donald Trump's vice presidential pick. What would your advice to him privately and also publicly on this program be? Do you think it matters that much? Well, I think, Charlie, you and I are available, right? I'm not old enough. <laughs> oh, you're such a baby. Come on. That's not- true. Well, I am definitely available. <laughs> um, look, I think he's got a couple of calculations uh, that are going into this uh, decision. I think first and foremost, he needs somebody who can actually do the top job if, God forbid, they're called upon to do the job and it's necessary. He needs somebody who can plausibly be president of the United States. I think that's number one in his head. Number two is loyalty. So I don't just mean loyalty to Donald Trump. I mean loyalty to the America First agenda. No more never Trumpers. No more Obama holdovers, no more deep state plants who are trying to undermine the administration from within and from without. Forget it. No more. So the loyalty piece of this is a huge, huge piece. This is why Nikki Haley will never be Donald Trump's uh, choice to be vice president. I know there is an argument that he should choose a woman. And I think, you know, just obviously he should make his choice based on merit. But if he is going to run against Biden-Harris or if he's going to end up uh, running against somebody like Michelle Obama, having a woman on the ticket would actually be quite a strength as long as it's the right woman. And he's got, you know, some superstars there. Uh, Christy Noem, Elise Stefanik, there are others that are really accomplished and would do a fantastic job. And then, of course, there's Vivek Ramaswamy, who was just at Mar-a-Lago the other day being hosted by the president, Mrs. Trump, along with his wife, Apoorva, who is an MD. She's also very accomplished in her own right. Vivek has proven himself to be quite a force and a real strong America first voice. So I think there's so many talented people from which to choose that um, I think Donald Trump really can't go wrong. There, there are many options, and I agree that loyalty is at the top of all of them. And so, Monica, I want to ask you now just about the old guard in the Republican Party that is starting to feel the heat. Uh, we see this with change of RNC leadership. We're starting to see this a little bit in the Senate, not as much. What do you attribute this to? And it seems as if this is a very positive movement of an ascendant populist nationalist uh, sort of philosophy that is growing in the Republican Party. 
Yeah, well, first, Charlie, I want to give you and Turning Point huge props for moving, particularly on the RNC piece of this. You have done extraordinary work and your leadership is appreciated by all of us who are truly America first. We needed that change and you really stepped in and, and filled that void. And of course, President Trump then has made his recommendations for the RNC yesterday on True Social. Um, look, I think... There's something really profound going on in the country. You'll recall that when Obama was elected in 2008, there was all of this talk about the blue wall and a real realignment that Obama had started, you know, toward a permanent uh, Democrat voting majority, which, of course, is their goal. And that's the illegal immigration part of this as well. But there was all of that conversation at the time. And then Trump comes eight years later, and blows that all to smithereens. And one of the biggest reasons that happened is because Trump himself actually began a real realignment, not a fake one of Obama and Biden and the blue wall and all of that. That that was like a temporary thing because Obama was like this exceptional candidate. But Trump actually started a real realignment. And by that, I mean, he stood up as the blue collar billionaire from New York and addressed the forgotten men and women in this country directly. You know, every human being just wants to be heard and seen. And Donald Trump was the first presidential candidate in as far as we can all remember, who stood up and looked at them and saw them and said to them, I hear you, I see you, and I will be your champion. And so they took a huge leap of faith in 2016 and said, I hope he's not full of crap. We're going to elect him and see if he delivers. And you know what? For four years, he did exactly that. So the realignment that began in 2016 under Trump, attracting not just the Republican base, but disaffected Democrats and independents who did not feel seen or heard by their leadership on either side, all gave Donald Trump a chance. But it's been going on for quite a while. And only President Trump has really been able to capitalize on it, not just for himself, but for the country and for the average American. You can actually go back a couple of decades, Charlie, and and trace the beginning of this uh, whole uh, America first movement to President Nixon, 1968. He runs, talks about the great silent majority in 1969, brought in a lot of Democrats into the Republican Party because Nixon was so accessible to the working men and women in the country. So that really began. They were like Nixon Democrats. And then fast forward, they became Reagan Democrats. Fast forward, then you get the Tea Party because Obama was so insanely communist. And now fast forward to America first. Charlie, it's all the same movement. It's all the same movement of regular, hardworking, taxpaying Americans, mostly people of faith who really have great pride and love for their country, and they don't want it under attack from within or from without. And so these are these are all the same people. Sometimes the face changes, but the, the movement is exactly the same. And what they cannot believe on the left is that Donald Trump is still standing. Right. Because the deep state went after President Nixon. Uh, Watergate was a deep state operation. 
not to excuse his behavior in Watergate, but it was a deep state operation. They tried to remove Ronald Reagan. They failed, thank goodness. But they keep coming at Donald Trump. It's not just about going after the president. It's about going after us. Trump says this all the time, right? They're coming after me because they're coming after you. The, the deep state, the left, the imperial media, they're all uh, seeking to squash our movement because when we feel our own power, they can't control it. And Donald Trump has been the most effective president in leading this movement and surviving the onslaught. And that's why I think he's going to be reelected again. Christmas is here, everybody, and that means that you might have to be moving boxes or just it's tough, a lot of stress, and that means inflammation increases. And that means pain also might increase alongside of it. Relief Factor, though, is here to help. It's a daily supplement that helps your body fight back against pain. It's 100% drug-free, and Relief Factor was developed by doctors searching for a better alternative for pain. Relief Factor uses a unique and proven formula of natural ingredients like turmeric and many others to help you get out of pain, to reduce or eliminate the everyday aches and pains you're experiencing. So whether it's neck, back, joint, or muscle pain, Relief Factor can help you feel better. Unlike pills that simply mask your pain for a short time, Relief Factor helps support your body's natural response to inflammation. So you feel better all day, every day. Over 1 million people have tried Relief Factor Quick Start, and nearly 70% of people go on to order it again. Relief Factor isn't simply about feeling better. It's about living better, living the life you want, doing the activities you love. So see how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week quick start, feel back, or your money-back guarantee. So check it out right now, relieffactor.com, or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. Slay that inflammation. Go to relieffactor.com. So can you push back? Some people will say, but there's so many forces against Trump. They're going to rig it. They're going to prevent it from ever happening. How do you respond to that, Monica, that kind of very dark negative that they took out Nixon, they took out JFK, and they're going to take out Trump, too? Yeah, and that is a straight up legit argument, Charlie. Um, And look, like I said, they cannot believe that the man is still standing. Think about it. 2015, he comes down the elevator at the escalator and they disregard him completely. And then when he starts gaining traction, that's when you start to see out of the diseased mind of Mrs. Clinton, uh, the Russia hoax begin to, to take shape. And then the security state gets involved. The imperial media gets involved. Um, the the uni party gets involved. People on our own side are attacking Donald Trump. So for eight years now, Charlie, he has been subjected to this onslaught. And he has survived it because he really is superhuman. I mean, I look at Donald Trump, I see hand to God. I see hedge of protection around him for sure. But that doesn't mean that they don't still have an arsenal with which to to throw at him and they will continue to do it. That's why I said at the top of the hour, you know, they're not just going to go with this lawfare. If they thought that the lawfare would actually secure a conviction, send him to prison, Um, That would be the only thing that they're going to do. But now it's clear that these um, lawfare cases are beginning to unravel. Fannie Willis in Georgia, Jack Smith, D.C., the classified documents case here in Florida. They're all starting to unravel. So they will continue to dream up creative ways to come at Trump. So I am a natural optimist. I am a happy warrior. So I do believe in the end that he is going to prevail. But you are 100% right that in 2016, he caught them all flat-footed. 
And, and they could not believe he won. They were literally screaming and crying in the streets. They could not believe it. And they vowed after that never again. So it remains to be seen. We saw what they did in 2020, and it remains to be seen what they have prepared here. But President Trump right now is running an ideal campaign. He's got a great team. No leaks coming out of that team. He is incredibly focused. He is very disciplined on the campaign trail. And honestly, you know, we all love the rallies, but President Trump, I think, is at his strongest when he's talking about policy. And really, his message this year, Charlie, is three things. I did it once. I can do it again. And the three things are delivered a booming economy, enforce the border and world peace. I don't know what people expect or want anything else than an American president. He delivered all three and he can do it again. If he sticks to that while we bob and weave around what the deep state uh, has planned here, I think he will prevail. So let's talk about the economy. Uh, you were in the Treasury uh, Department under Trump and so there, the CPI numbers, the market is collapsing right now. It's down 700 points. It might even go uh, to 1,000 today. How should we think about inflation and these CPI numbers, and who is ultimately to blame? Yeah, the um, Consumer Price Index, which is core CPI, which is one of the big uh, bellwethers that the Fed watches as they examine the economy overall and think about what they're going to do with interest rates, came in very hot today. Everybody had assumed because we had a couple of months where inflation is not cooling. Everybody needs to understand when they talk about inflation improving, they're misleading you. It's the rate of inflation that is slowing. It's not that prices are actually coming down or inflation itself is dropping. That's not the case. The rate of price increase is simply slowing until we got today's core CPI report, Charlie. And that showed that inflation continues to rage and is actually ticking back up, not slowing or, or slowing down in, in any kind of way. So the reason the market is down is because now Wall Street is freaking out that the Fed is going to look at this hot inflation report and say, Okay, we're not cutting. <laughs> we're not we're not going to cut interest rates for the foreseeable future. So the market is very very worried about that because I think the general consensus was that the Fed would not uh begin cutting rates in March, but perhaps April or May, like late spring, early summer, they would begin to cut rates, which if that juices the economy, which when you cut rates, it generally does, there's a political element to that, too, where people would assume that the Fed was doing that to help Joe Biden's reelection, right, because the economy would get stronger if they begin to cut rates. So I, we have this complicated ball of wax now in front of the Fed, and that's why you see this main slippage uh, for in the markets today. I don't think the Fed, and again, I'm not privy to what the Fed might do, but I'm just speculating that the Fed is not going to be cutting rates uh, before, maybe even before the election. Certainly not through the summer, I don't think, because inflation is raging so much. One quick point here, Charlie. Everybody in the Biden administration, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, who, by the way, was also head of the Fed, and Bill Clinton's chief economic advisor, so she ostensibly knows what she's talking about here, they all came out and said in late spring, early summer of 2021, 
inflation is transitory. It's just temporary. Don't worry about it. It's just a result of all of this pandemic-related spending. Well, we in the Trump administration had to spend a lot in the actual emergency of COVID to get the American people and small businesses through the most acute period of that crisis. The problem was when Donald Trump left office, he handed Joe Biden a tremendously strong recovering economy where the economic growth was running at about 6% and inflation was a measly 1.4 or 1.6%. So he handed off this, this growing economy, recovering economy to Biden. Biden and the Democrats immediately start pumping trillions of dollars into the economy. And then you get this inflationary environment and spiral that we're still suffering with today. So all of them were clearly lying to us for years that inflation was transitory. They knew it wasn't going to be. We all knew once inflation gets entrenched, very difficult and painful to dislodge with higher interest rates and the rest of it, they did not care. They did all of this on purpose to drive the U.S. economy off the cliff to, quote, invest in the Green New Deal, which is simply a communist approach to leveraging the energy sector to remake the entire economy. They did all of that in breakneck speed while lying to the American people. Biden and the Democrats always profess, Charlie, to champion the middle class, the working class, and the poor. Those are the people who are being squeezed the most by Biden inflation and falling wages. They simply cannot make ends meet. And Biden and the Democrats are full of it when they say that they care about those people. So, Monica, if Donald Trump were to win, what is the battle plan to go after the deep state? What what can we learn from Nixon, JFK, Reagan? What can be done and what should the battle plan look like? It's a great question, Charlie, and actually probably the most important question and and uh, approach that he needs to take literally on day one. I know he's talked about enforcing the border on day one and drill baby drill on day one. Also on day one, he'll be very busy because he's got to start smashing the administrative state. So my very first job out of college, I worked with President Nixon, not when he was president. I was not born then, but the last years of his life. And one of the things that he told me applies to today, and it's actually a reason why the deep state removed Richard Nixon and why they're so adamant about neutralizing Donald Trump. He said that he was very close to New York Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan, who was a Democrat. But this was a time when Republicans and Democrats actually had real friendships. And they used to share books and talk all the time because they were intellectuals. Moynihan told Richard Nixon when he entered office that one of the most critical things he was going to have to do was essentially smash the administrative state. Moynihan told Nixon that the phrasing he used, Charlie, was the executive branch needs wholesale reform every generation, every 20 or so years, because if you don't do that, if you don't reform the executive branch, you're going to have people deeply embedded in that branch all across the government. And the corruption is going to be so extreme, you're not going to be able to dislodge it. 
So in Nixon's second term, he was going to do exactly that. If that sounds familiar, it's what we now know as wrecking the administrative state and essentially starting all over again. Moynihan was exactly right. So Donald Trump, when he comes in, he now knows the landscape of the federal government. He's going to do, he's talked about, I think it's Schedule F, with the uh, federal government employees where not allowed to fire them, he's gonna change all that so he can eliminate thousands literally on day one, but he's also got to root out, and I think there are institutions like the FBI um, and others that simply cannot be reformed, Charlie, and I know this is a point of debate and people on our side disagree. I don't think these institutions can be reformed. I think you need to raise them to the ground and start all over again. And that is going to be a heavy lift. But because the executive branch has not been reformed essentially since the early 1960s, late 1950s, after World War II, really has not had an overhaul we're going to have to overhaul this thing from top to bottom, and it's going to be painful. There's going to be a lot of people losing their jobs, and the press is going to be all over him. But there are certain institutions that need to be taken down to, to the brass tacks, other like the FBI. There are other institutions that perhaps can be reformed, but it's going to require a wholesale reform like the State Department, for example. The entire security state, CIA, F, um, uh, D, uh, Defense Intelligence Agency, uh, NSA, all of that stuff, people are going to say, well, we're going to need this, right, to protect against our enemies. Yes, but there are ways to reform these things while keeping the core of the institutions going. We have to take on this reform. It is a long time coming. The only person who has the gravitas, the understanding, and the political will to do it, as well as being a heavyweight to carry it through, is Donald Trump. Monica, uh, plug your podcast, please. Oh, thank you so much, Charlie. It's called the Monica Crowley Podcast. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. So Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, the whole evil empire of podcasting. You can go find it there. And I hope you will check out the show because we do these kinds of topics all the time. And Charlie, I hope you will join me on my show at some point soon. We, we will make time. Monica, thank you so much. My pleasure. Charlie, thank you. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.